0: All right, let's do it.
1: Making plans with the boys. going to hit the town.
0: well the timer's going does that uh
1: we don't even have gen z kid here to go do you ever wonder what a gen x thinks
0: so i don't want to do the podcast one two three not it you got to do it now
1: what (laughs) i already know what a gen x thinks i don't need to be be asked that question okay listen
0: we got to do a podcast and he's not here and just make some shit up it'll be fine how
1: did we end up getting this job
0: well, I don't know, because we had a kid, because you wanted to have sex one day, and here he is. Now it's our problem.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> the um, consequences
0: of your actions.
1: Yeah. So many years later. Yeah. <laughs> what would have known? All right. Well, um, you're
0: going to say hello to everybody.
1: Oh, hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast. This is Gen X Mom. Welcome to it.
0: I'm Gen X Dad. I will be... What am I doing now? We're
1: I'm gonna, both just kind of like backing, sitting and talking. I'm
0: backing up Gen X mom. Okay.
1: Go <laughs> <on>. <laughs> well, um, Gen Z kid gave me some questions. They're in the podcast folder of like, if we need some information, here it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, some things that he collected, I think from the social media sites. So, oh, like
0: fan stuff.
1: Yeah. And he just kind of throws it into a folder for like throwing it into a podcast. So, uh-huh. I just pulled it out of the folder while he's at school.
0: Okay. I'm with you.
1: Um so I guess I will just kind of interview you because most of these questions are for you.
0: That's my favorite thing to talk about me. Go ahead. I'm here. Okay. My favorite things to talk about me. So, go ahead. I'm I'm ready.
1: Okay. So, um uh Martin on uh Instagram. Yeah. He says um ask dad what a marathon john is which i don't i don't even know what that is do you know what that is
0: no marathon john yeah no, is that like a like a big gym lunch pail type thing? Is he an action I, figure? I don't know. It <laughs> must have been an action figure.
1: He just wrote this down so I guess we're going to have to look that up. Probably once we see it we're probably going to go, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> it was probably something before my time like like a GI Joe or an Evil Knievel. You
1: know, the first thing I thought of was maybe cigarettes?
0: Marathon John. I don't know. Is that the guy who, who cheats in a marathon? <laughs> like, I, he cuts corners and drives part of it in a car. I don't know. You got I don't me know. on that John one. John
1: could go different ways. It could yeah. be a toilet for all we you know, going to could the Marathon a, John.
0: Could be a hooker's customer that keeps going forever. <laughs> marathon John. <laughs> That's
1: true. Was it Marathon? Were there cigarettes that were Marathon?
0: Yeah, I think there was.
1: I can't remember. It's been so long since...
0: You know, this has got to be the longest non-answer. We don't know the answer.
1: <laughs> I know, that's so <laughs> we, We've
0: taken five minutes on a question. We have, we're have. we admitting we have no At least no we're being idea. honest. Well, we have some good guesses. Maybe one of them will be right.
1: Okay. So um, the next question is, somebody wants to know, how does the house feel now that our kids are almost all gone? Good, bad, ugly? What do wow. we... Any thoughts?
0: Um, wow, there's so much tied into how I feel personally um, it's strange to look back when I see I, I stumble across pictures and videos on our on my computer all the time and it's family you know it's uh, Christmas time stuff Easter uh, or just 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 filming the kids doing things and when you turn up the volume and you see how noisy it was.
1: <laughs> That's for sure. With
0: a house full of 10 people. And remember my, remember my brother lived here off and on for a long time too. Yeah. So we had 11 people in this house and there was always an undercurrent of noise. Always 11 people every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner fighting always two of them that's why i think
1: i embrace the silence these days it's different i enjoy it
0: but i forget sometimes until i pull up those pictures and videos i kind of forget what it's like what it was like
1: when i was deep involved with that running the kids everywhere and i mean i was up so early in the morning and didn't get to sleep till i felt like i was running a marathon yeah um it was a marathon not a sprint I never thought I'd get out of it. I just thought it was going to go on forever. And now that it's coming to an end, I'm able to take a breath and really enjoy life and watching the kids start their lives. It it was it was an amazing adventure with you.
0: I will say something you just said right there. I agree with I thought it I also thought it would never end. Yeah. And not not always in a good way, sometimes it was like, "Oh my God, this is we have to keep up this pace. Yes. we have to make this money, we gotta buy we were buying um nine hundred dollars a week in groceries, yes,
1: it was a lot was, I don't know how you did it. you worked a lot of hours. we a just
0: I kept hours. thinking, I can't keep doing this, I cannot do this forever. I know you I know logically, you know kids are gonna grow up and move out, but man, in the middle of all that, there's like yeah. an eight or nine or ten year stretch when I was like, i." it's never gonna end. so we
1: were both kind of marathoning you were getting up yeah. and going to work and working you know 12 14 hour days and I'm doing 12 14 hour days with eight kids running around and we made a they all graduated. well we have to get gen Z kids real. <laughs> <laughs> they all graduated we almost did it but so for now I, I I miss sometimes the chaos and like you said the the sounds of the house and and all the running around and animals and, oh my gosh, and friends. It was just
0: busy. It was, you were constantly turning off TVs and light yes, switches. all the time. And chasing kids around. Half of them weren't doing their chores. But I do chores. enjoy. Half of them weren't doing their chores. Half yeah. of them weren't doing their homework. Yeah, but you I do were,
1: enjoy life now. This
0: is I good. I had a memory. It's kind of silly. You just said, you, you reminded me of me working all those hours down at the shop. And this, this didn't happen often, but thinking about you being here with all those kids and the chaos all that time me being down there with customers and employees and just work until seven eight nine o'clock at night trying to get stuff done i remember vividly you coming down a couple of times and bringing me dinner
1: yes even with all the kids i'd pack all the kids up or when they were a little older i'd have the older ones like
0: Well, that's the one I'm referring to. I'm referring to the moment that, now that I'm thinking about how chaotic everything was, we were building on this chaos moment. How did you, how did we squeeze out an hour to ourselves to have a quiet dinner in the back of an automotive shop?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We did that, but do you remember taking, just go for a drive, Just the two of us. we put the older ones in charge and just go for a drive so we could have a conversation. Because
0: you would tell me, get me out of here. I need to go. And I'm like, what do you want to do? And you say, I just want to go.
1: Yeah. We'd go for ice cream sometimes. Just to to get out. Just to get away. Just for some quiet. And I'm like, I I have to be honest with some moms out there. I know what it's like that you just want to sometimes just scream or cry. And those, I have a couple of those moments. Gen X Dad has found me. Out in the front on the driveway, (laughs) leaning up against the the garage door, crying and bawling, going, I can't do this. Losing my shit. So moms, it's not just you. It's me. We all go through it. It just seems so overwhelming at times with so many kids and life and a husband. And we live in such a fast-paced life. So don't think that... You know those days are okay, and it's okay to cry about them. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I, I want, I want moms and dads <laughs> to realize it that it's.
0: Do you realize there's some mother sitting on the kitchen floor right now, cleaning up uh, flour and a mess from a kid who dropped something while yes. she was baking? She's crying, going, "It's there is no light. It's never gonna end." There is. <laughs>
1: there is. It feels like you're going deeper, but I promise you, you're gonna climb back. It's out just.
0: Out of it, so. uh, It's odd now that the pace is slower. I I, I look at it this way. I wish. Well, we're talking (laughs) about kids. It's funny now that the pace is so much slower. I wish that I had the drive. And I also wish I wasn't 100 fucking pounds overweight, too. But I wish I was get up and go six o'clock in the morning. Go, 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 go. Got so much done. If I could do that now, I. there, everything in my house would be in perfect condition because you a had to go. When the kids were there, you had no choice but to get up and keep pace with a bunch of kids. You yeah. had to just go. You couldn't stop. Anybody out there who has this many kids or even four or five kids, they know exactly what we're talking about. I
1: don't know. I think it's one, one child, too. It's just a, such a demanding world out there, and it's, um, you know, it's just a lot.
0: I think it's funny when our daughters come back to you now, and they're like, Mom, I've got one child <laughs> and I can't do it. How did you do it with a mom, 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 yeah. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So let's uh, continue on. Gonzalo on Instagram yeah. asked, um, was said, ask Jen dad about pump up the volume fight club and matrix. Were they movies that have messages that resonate rena- resonate today and how, what do you feel about that?
0: I didn't, I don't think Fight Fight Club was a, was a good movie, but um, Fight Club didn't have anything for me to take with me. It just okay. was like, I know it was the duality of the same person. He had two personalities. I get that. Um, it was a, a well-done movie. It just it didn't have anything that stuck with me. Now, um, if you go back to, uh, what was the other ones? It was Pump Up the Volume and... Matrix. Matrix. guy, that always struck me as so odd. And I, for those of you who haven't seen Matrix, what? Um, we are all we're all living beings, we're all human, but we're unconscious and computer is putting into our head this reality. If you're in your car right now, you're not really in your car, you're floating in some goo someplace and a computer makes you think you're driving your car, makes you think you're mowing your lawn, makes you think you're at work.
1: but you're still in goo.
0: You're still just a regular person in goo. So the trick is, do you want to be out of that goo? In a world that is dark and rainy and exploded by bombs and there's no farming and there's no equipment and there's no people, there's no cities, the the earth is just a wreck. Now you can get out of the goo and live a real life as a real person, but it's just a total messed up society where there's nothing, real road warrior type of shit. Or do you want to stay in the goo and you'll never know you're in the goo and you get to Experience summers and swimming pools, and you can have whiskey, and you can go on vacation. Isn't that what
1: heaven is? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> heaven is just a program. Yes.
1: Is it? Aren't you in goo?
0: There, so there's <laughs> there's a moment in the movie when this guy who knows he knows about both worlds, he knows that he's really.
1: Uh, How does he know about both worlds?
0: That's a long story, oh, but he knows he's okay. in both worlds. He knows that uh, he's he's really a person living in goo. Okay. He's sitting in a restaurant with another person eating a steak. He goes, man. This take this steak tastes good. Now I know it's not even real, and I know this is just a simulation, and I know I'm not even really here. But man, I'd rather be here than than floating in that goo and knowing about it. Okay.
1: Over a steak.
0: Well, at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> at that, okay. At that moment, but um, what he was referring to is something that I wish. It's like you know, it's like well, if your life's really hard and you're doing this, like yeah. I don't want to, if this is, if someone comes to me right now and says, by the way, Elon Musk has proven this is a computer simulation, do you want out? No. I'm happy being married to you in this simulation. (laughs) I'm happy with a good stake in this simulation. Now, you'd ask me that when I was 20. And I'd have been like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not gonna be part of a simulation. I'd rather live free than live as a computer program. Yeah, well, you know what, as I'm older? Fuck it. <laughs> I'll just stay right here. I'll be more than happy being in a computer simulation. So do so, you
1: think it So that's Matrix. In the oh, okay. So you're going by movie by yeah. movie. I okay. think
0: that Fight Club didn't have much for me. I think that Matrix made me realize that if this is a simulation, I don't wanna know. <laughs> Gotcha.
1: gotcha. <laughs> okay.
0: I, I, I wanna know where to put in my credit card to make my character thin. I need to lose some weight. Gotcha. And then the last one was Pump Up the Volume, which I can't even believe someone brought up that movie. That is such a rare obscure movie. Well, and
1: Gonzalo did on the Gonzalo Instagram. did.
0: And I don't think there's gonna be but four people out there who even know what Pump Up the Volume is. It was one of Christian Slater's first movies. Um, horribly acted by the girl in the movie, and she was also the same girl who horribly acted uh, in what was that other Christian Slater and John Travolta movie with the with the with the B three bomber? Oh
1: my goodness! What was that
0: called? You know where they dropped the bomber yeah, in Utah? I, I can't remember. He goes if we're he goes yeah if we go, this is great if we ever attack Utah we're gonna fuck some shit up. <laughs>
1: yeah, Gen Z kid loves that movie.
0: And what was it called? How come we can't recall that movie?
1: I, I don't know right, right now. Somebody's right. yelling yeah, at us right yelling now. Everyone's
0: yelling at their, everyone's yelling at their screaming the name of it, and I can't Okay, think so of you it. guys win. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> so anyway, Christian Slater and this girl, same girl that was in that movie, um, they did pump up the volume. And the basic thing on that was free speech. He would get on a radio, an illegal broadcasted yeah, I don't radio. I remember
1: watching that movie.
0: It's not one that I made you, <laughs> that I forced well, you to no, watch. no, but I
1: mean, I can't remember it back in the day either. Because it just,
0: it wasn't super popular. It became no. a cult classic afterwards, and it is. A lot of people know it afterwards. But Christian Slater was living in his, you know, his parents' house, and he was a teenager in high school, and he would go on a radio show uh, every night anonymously. No one knew who he was in the high school. And he was, his his name on, his stage name was Happy Harry Hardon. <laughs> But <laughs> why, why do I remember that?
1: Because <laughs> you're Gen X dad.
0: <laughs> so he, That's
1: going to be somebody's name on I somewhere. I know. Someone's <laughs>
0: going to come on one of our programs and their, their screen name is going to be Happy Harry on.
1: Just so they could hear you say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he did this show and then he started getting very political and he started pointing out some bullshit going on at their high school administration and then the FCC got involved and they drove around these big trucks with antennas triangulating to capture him and he took off in a jeep. Um, with his gear when was um, they're after me they're running after me, so it was kind of just a fun little movie, but it showed one of the very first one of the early movies that I can remember growing up of the government stopping you from talking and having free speech, and they will shut you down they will track you down. so how does it resonate? Probably not at all because no one's seen it, but what is the message? It was a very clear message about um the government shutting you down even at an early age back before there was internet
1: interesting would you recommend that movie to anybody that hasn't seen it pump up the volume
0: um yeah if you get a couple hours to waste on something because it's just something you should have i mean we all know there's movies that we love to watch but there's also movies in every gen Xer feels this way every gen Xer has a list of movies that they do this to that they say one phrase what's that yeah, you ought to see that once.
1: At least once.
0: There's what, there's some movies that we just say, yeah, you know what? You, you need to check it out just one time. Put it in your memory that you saw it. That, so
1: you would recommend Pump Up the Volume yeah. as one of those movies? What
0: the fuck is that name of that movie? I can't. John Travolta. Howie I'm Long. The only
1: one sticking in my head is face off, but that's not. That's no. with Nicolas Cage.
0: God, it was Howie Long. Your guy was in it. Howie Long was in it. Your little heartthrob.
1: I know. And John Travolta, he played. Oh, I love John Travolta in that one. Oh, the way so he much. grabbed that
0: cigarette. Remember how yeah, he said Yeah, and then he, that?
1: like, oh, yeah. It was so good. What is it called? I'm
0: looking it up. I can't tell anymore. Um,. Hang on. Take me one second here. Uh, uh, do, do, broken do, Arrow.
1: Broken Arrow. That's it.
0: And my favorite line from that movie, now that I remember the name, he goes, He goes, uh, He. goes. the military guy was talking to the nerd, and he goes, yeah, we got a situation out in Colorado or out in Utah. It's a broken arrow. And the kid, the, <laughs> the nerdy guy <laughs> that's goes, right. the nerd goes, what's a broken arrow? He goes, that's uh, what we say when we lose a nuclear device. He goes... I don't know which bothers me more, the that's fact right. that we lost a nuclear device <laughs> or, that or, that it, a or that it happens so often. We've got a name for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's another movie. I, we've seen it a couple times because we yeah, like it.
0: more than once.
1: But that's another movie that's kind of funny.
0: <laughs> Why do we remember the stupidest lines out of these movies? <laughs> I don't movies? know. We
1: remember the same one. <laughs> that is such a great movie. Yeah, Broken Arrow. Okay, so um, let's see. Um Somebody wants to know, did you guys really understand how much work Gen X Talks would be?
0: Huh, no. No.
1: Well, no. No, I did not. Not at the level we're at now. I mean.
0: Well, before in the beginning, it was just, what was Gen X Talks? It was. Um, it him- was
1: convincing Gen Z kid. Do you really <laughs> want to do this? Like- well,
0: the, in the beginning, the, the hardest part for us was me getting pissed off that he was filming stuff. Yeah. And you coming to me going, now, honey, this is his hobby. Let him, let him have a hobby. Let him talk to you once in a while. And me going, <laughs> fuck off. I'm not doing it. Yeah. That really wasn't much effort. No. I-, I liked screaming at the kids. So I was OK with that. And you didn't mind convincing me every now and then.
1: No, we're but We're a it's...
0: long ways away from that.
1: Yeah. So we're like a year and a half.
0: Yeah. We no, yeah, we we'll be 2 years in
1: January, right? Yep,
0: January will be 2 yeah, years. Yeah, that's just Let me ask you this. Answer honestly. Don't fuck around. The audience demands to know. What's that? On average, not counting Sundays. On average, how many hours do you spend doing some sort of Gen X talks stuff?
1: Um uh, That's Okay, so On lem- average I'm going to say, not as much as you. No. Um I'm going to say maybe four hours a day, Monday through Friday, because right. I really, really backed off and said-
0: The weekends are yours. The
1: weekends are mine. I have to. I, I can't answer emails. I mean, we could do this 24 hours a day. No, so you it's,
0: did four hours, right? I'm
1: going to say four hours. Okay. You do.
0: What would you guess? What would you think? I don't, I don't even know that I have an answer for me, but you stare at me. I don't watch the clock. I I'd, just try to do the list. Kid puts a list in front of me, Dad, can you try to knock this stuff down for me every day? So I get up early. How long would you say I could? I'd
1: say ten hours a day. Or more. Ten to twelve.
0: There's no way it's less than eight. No way it's less than eight. And you will eight.
1: not take a day off.
0: I'm trying to help the kid do his stuff.
1: I know that. I yeah. know. And but it's just it's just yeah, it's a lot.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a lot. everybody, you know, every, everybody says, oh, we love when you do your live streams, which is the part I like. Yeah, I like doing the live streams because I'm talking to people. I, they talk mm-hmm. to me and I talk back. It's like we're sitting around a bar or a campfire. I like that part. But the prep work for that of finding all the pictures and the stories and writing down, oh, that'd be fun to talk about, or answering the questions, oh, you know what, someone brought this up last time, I better write that down so I remember to, I remember to answer them and say something.
1: I think the live streams are like your dream job, like you always wanted to be a radio DJ, so this kind of yeah. well, kind of tugs at your heart a little bit with that, yeah, that, that,
0: except that
1: bouncing back and forth thing.
0: <laughs> you gotta remember, my I, I did wanna be a DJ. Yes, I know. But I wanted to be a DJ. Okay, that's where you, like, talk for three or four minutes then you, <laughs> then then you play a, a record. record. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, and so this has been a lot of fun and we're doing this and doing that and welcome to 100.3 KIQ, KIQQ FM. <sighs> and then you play the record.
1: Right. This is, there's no records. Now you're on talk show radio, Yeah, talk this radio. is like
0: fucking Dr. Phil all day long or well, Donahue. I
1: can definitely say Gen X Talks has definitely changed our lives in, um, changing our, our day-to-day interactions. Like what we thought was normal, yeah. you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner has totally changed. Everything, I feel myself yeah. less cooking now than I did before because I don't have enough time. Right. It, it's, I'm, It's striking that it's everything. It's just like everything. It's trying to find well, a balance where we're happy with everything. But it has definitely changed our schedules around. It's funny because I was thinking... It might be better to stay up really late and work and then like sleep in in the morning. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know what either. the right thing is. Let's,
0: let's be honest about something too. Let's be real fair about something in the last two, almost two years. Inside and outside of our house has turned to shit because we have not had time to fix all little things that go wrong with your house, right. attend to the lawns, That's attend to saying. the pool, yeah. attend to the chickens, the, the, the ivy on the wall is not stuck up where it's supposed to, it's all falling down. I mean, you just don't have enough hours in the day. Yeah, exactly. And I keep turning a corner. What, what, what did I say last spring? Let's keep this going. Okay, when the kid gets to summer, I'll give it all yes. to him. I just got to go. I got to push till summer. Once summer gets here, I can hand it all over to him. I can start doing stuff in my garage again. I can take a break. And then he had summer school because he fucked up. So all summer he was in school, plus his goat. It didn't change at all. There was a little more time in the day, but not much. I mean, this is something that really consumes a lot of our time. And now what am I waiting for? Waiting for him to graduate. So, okay, when he graduates in June, if I can just make it till June. We're, this is still August. I'm waiting till next June. Like, okay, I can hand it over to the kid. I can present it to him say, ah, hey, son, I kept it going for you. Your mother and I kept it going. Here it is. We're going to go get back to our lives now. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, We just got to find a
1: balance. I think we'd both miss it if we walked away from it. I mean, I don't think that'll ever happen. I'd
0: miss talking to the friends I've made on there. Yeah, I, exactly. I dig talking to them a lot.
1: Exactly. So, okay. Well, right. uh, let's move on from that. Um, I, you've discussed this on live streams a lot, but I think I, I like this question, and I think it needs to be, and I don't think we've done it on a podcast before, but Alex, um, he wants to know your thoughts about Vin. Scully passing and I know that we discussed it, but I don't think we did it on a podcast.
0: Um, I think we touched on it briefly.
1: So he's he really wants to know, so I'm gonna let you have the mic and you can talk for both yeah, of us and but I'll you have I'll a
0: feeling too, you know.
1: Yeah, I do, but I think they want to know about you. How do you feel about that?
0: I I'm having a problem with Vin Scully not being here anymore. And I I don't know I don't know that I can put into words. What I'm going to try to explain how I feel. So, follow me on this. When you're a small child and you grew up in LA and you hit three, four, five years old, you're already learning how to hit a T ball. You're already wearing a Dodgers cap and you are already sitting with your, your family in front of Dodger games. You're watching them on TV. By six and seven years old, I was already going to Dodger Stadium. We lived 20 minutes. Right, you know, we could finish dinner around six o'clock, and my dad would say, Well, you guys want to go see the Dodgers? Yeah, all right. And we would drive over there in 15 or 20 minutes and grab a ticket right out front. Dodgers Stadium used to have green wooden, um, little toll booth thing, ticket just booths, yeah, yeah. ticket booths right side by side. You just walk up and you get a ticket and you go watch the game
1: for like 20 bucks. You yeah. can watch a game and have dinner,
0: yeah. <laughs> if for yeah, for 20, dollars, all of us could get in,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but. Every time that we would spend our summers, our springs and summers, outside, and it was very much... My childhood was very much like The Sandlot. If you guys have seen the movie The Sandlot, we played baseball at a cul-de-sac at the end of our street. We had a favorite swimming place we went to all the time. We rode our bikes everywhere. It, Whoever made that movie absolutely lived during that time of the, of the 60s, the 70s, and the early 80s. I
1: agree.
0: And so... Every place we went, we had our little transistor radios. We had our stuff, and we'd always hear Vin Scully's voice every game. You know? Do you know that we used to sit in the stands with a, in, at Dodger Stadium with a transistor radio in our hand? Oh, you see it all the time because we could see, we could listen to him broadcast. Oh. You know, it wasn't a quiet game. You know, you could you could hear it. So we'd bring our radios and we'd listen to Vin Scully. So from as early as I can remember. Baseball was part of my life, and Vin Scully was that voice, up and through high school. Yeah, I'd miss a few games. You get interested in girls and your work and jobs and stuff. You'd miss some stuff, but you could always turn on the radio, and there's that same voice, that familiar, just like when you hear your grandmother's voice telling you, "There's apple pie ready." You get a f- its familiar. You'll it's never. It's time
1: for Dodger baseball. Time. I'd
0: never forget it. We and all then, walked around saying that. That's right. So then, there was times in my life when I moved away. I moved out of state. I lived in Nevada for a while. I lived in Oregon, and I was so far from Dodger Stadium. I was so far from my home. I was estranged from my family because I was an asshole, and nobody wanted me around. And I was surprise, doing
1: surprise, surprise.
0: I was doing stuff that I didn't want to. I shouldn't have done. Didn't want to do. I should have wanted. I shouldn't have not wanted to do it. Anyway. And uh, then you kind of pull your head out of your ass and you drive home and you for the holidays and you try to make amends. With
1: your tail between your legs?
0: With my tail between my legs. And guess what? Hey,
1: if you don't know what that is, go look it up.
0: When you get close enough, you turn on that radio and there's Vin Scully's voice again. Doesn't matter how bad I was in life. It doesn't matter all the wrong things I did, how much I wasn't getting along with my family. It didn't matter where I was living. When I could tune in, To Dodger Baseball, it was Vin's voice explaining things to me like we were still friends and like I'd never left. It was a friendship. I know it was a one way friendship, and I'm I'm smart enough to know that he doesn't have any idea who I am. But he was absolutely the most constant voice in my life for my entire life.
1: It felt like home.
0: It felt like home. I just, you know, I just it it was it was it was Vin saying, Come on back. Come on, we got baseball going on. Come on, grab a Dodger dog and sit down. Let's talk some baseball. It was this feeling that he created that I'll never forget. And when he retired, there was a, there was three days, his last three days at Dodger Stadium. Um, it was announced, you know, his retirement there. And Gen X mom and I went. Yes, we did. And we were there at his retirement. And we were part of his speech when he held out that banner and he leaned out of his box And I remember the words. I steal his words. These words I have stolen because they are so great. And they work. Uh He looked out over that. Remember where we were sitting and we looked up there at the booth and everybody was screaming and cheering. And then we all got quiet in Dodger Stadium. And he gave his speech. And at the end of it, he said, you guys have meant more to me than I will ever mean to you.
1: Yep, I remember that. I was crying.
0: And I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> I believe he meant way more to me. But that was his way of saying you guys as fans have brought more to his life than he could ever repay any of us, which isn't true. But I remember that feeling, and I've stole that line sometimes when I'm talking on my live streams with people, and they're all having a good time, and i got to go out. Every now and then you'll catch a live stream where, where, where there's a group of people on there, bottom of the glass nation, stuff like that, and you feel like, wow these people have given me more in these two hours than I'd ever be able to give back.
1: Yeah, he's going to be missed. He was the voice of Dodger baseball. That's, that's how he will be remembered forever.
0: He, and he was just a friend, a familiar voice that I can't believe isn't on the airwaves. Uh, right now, if I turned on, I'd expect to hear Vin. Yeah. He was there my whole life. I'm 54 years old, and he was there every year of my life. I agree. Yep. So that's how I feel about Vin.
1: All right. Well, Eric wants to know how do you feel about Ronnie James Dio's music?
0: Ronnie James Dio was an amazing, uh, not just an artist. You know, he could play, but and he could, you know, he could, he could put together music. But he wrote so much stuff that nobody even pays attention to. Some of the stuff he wrote, even on a more classical side of rock and roll, uh, was just incredible. Ronnie James Dio. Is and and people use the word underrated, so maybe I won't use that word. Maybe he was just people were not as familiar with Ronnie James as they as they could have been. And everybody knows Dio, and you know some of their albums in the eighties and yeah, it was good music, good stuff. I like seeing him, but um, Ronnie Ronnie went so much deeper than Dio. It's not yeah, the people he collaborated with and his friends in the industry would would have stories for months on that guy. So yes, I like Ronnie James Dio very well, much.
1: Well, then you answered Eric's question. So, um, back to some family questions. So each of us are to answer this according to the person that asked this question.
0: So we we both answer. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, I am supposed to answer. How will the kids remember dad when he's gone?
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Can I give you twenty bucks? No. Nope. <laughs> and me a you good are
1: going to say, "How will the kids remember mom?"
0: So, you have to think about, when I'm dead, how are, they, well, how are the kids going to talk about me? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You it's
1: probably a, already know.
0: Well, <laughs> just, you know, the most wonderful man on the planet and kind and caring. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I think they're all going to say he was very tough. Um, he was a driving force for each of them, pushing, but with... He did it with the best intentions and with a good heart. But when you're a teenager and you have a dad riding your coattails all the time, that's very tough to see. I think um, he was, oh man, the kids are going to realize that dad works so hard for the family um, to be able to be in a house and have food on the table and you know, have the things that they were able to have, I think they're going to appreciate him in the long run. But when you ask them about their teenagers, I think they would call their dad an asshole <laughs> and that they would say that he was very tough on them. But it was all in in love at the very end of it because all of them are turning out to be wonderful human beings. They're working on it. How is that? Is that good? I gave you both good and bad. There's
0: three kids that are, that are going to kick rocks on my grave and not care that I'm gone.
1: You don't know that. Yeah,
0: I do. <laughs> like, There's going to be one of my sons just going to take a piss on my grave and go, good, he's out of here. <laughs> that's how I feel. I know. I'm not supposed to answer about myself, but I'm telling you. Now, what, what am I supposed to do?
1: What do you think the kids are going to think about me?
0: I think when you pass away... If I'm still here, which I probably won't be, um, I think every one of those children is going to have the biggest hole in their life that they will ever experience. I think when you're gone, even if you live to be 85 years old, when you finally pass away, you are going to have children that they they will be full grown. They could They could be grandparents themselves. But when you pass away, they're not going to know what to do. They're always—they're going to feel all of a sudden there is this empty, open, loss. They're going to walk outside and go, "What do I do?" And even though people will say, "Well, you're a parent, you're a grandparent, your life is—you're you're fine. You're you're fifty-some years old." They are going to walk outside, not knowing how to function. Our kids are so tied to you; they are so wound up in the upbringing um, that you participated in they' they' they're never going to fill that hole with anything in their entire life once you're gone. There's a couple daughters that will just lay by the, the, the outside the door you died in and not want to move. I'm telling you it's deep. You have a couple sons. you have a couple sons that will absolutely, be crushed inside. I don't care if they're 60 when you die and cut a couple boys that you raise that will just be crushed if their mama's gone. You have meant so much to all of them and you've always been even keeled. You've, <laughs> you've always kept them, kept me off of them. You defended them against dad. In fact, you only had, believe it or not, you've only had one bad quality as a mother. One. What's that? Oh, you're a her- you're a horrible nurse. You're a terrible nurse. You have, you're that mom who, who's brushing their hair, and when they're going, ow, 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 you smack them and go, hold still. <laughs> you have no bedside manner with those children at all. Eugenics stuck it up. And I mean, everybody listening, I have never seen a mother look at their child like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to service you here. You're bleeding. Now I'm sewing you up with a needle. Hold still. Just pour some whiskey on it and shut up. She's tough when it comes to like medical treatment and and caring for those kids. She's nurse ratchet. That's the only area that I would have changed about Gen X mom. Other than that, she is the most loving, hugging, devoted mother you've ever seen. But God, anytime something went wrong with any of us, the kids would either try to come to me first or just suck it up (laughs) because you you go to mom and she's got to be put on her nurse hat. You're in trouble. (laughs) She's gonna she's gonna square you away. Okay. I know you don't feel that way, but you—you you were tough, absolutely tough. I don't
1: have time for that shit. <laughs> Here's the first aid kit. Do it yourself.
0: <laughs> That's what first aid kits are for.
1: That's why it's labeled first aid kit. What
0: was your What was your rule about the kids when they'd come in hurt? It was like if they don't not-
1: come back in the house unless there's a bone showing through. <laughs> Blood gushing, or you're you're just dead. Okay, that was just it. Don't she come.
0: did tell him that that was the one. It was if there's no bone sticking out, if you're not bleeding uncontrollably, or you're dead. Don't come. Don't come see me.
1: <laughs> I don't have time for that shit.
0: Oh, okay. Next question.
1: Okay. Um. So Fred wants to know, who's the first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher, Clayton Kershaw or Madison Bumgarner?
0: They'd both go in first round, for sure. Uh, Both incredibly good pitchers.
1: Wow, that was fast.
0: Well, there's no, you you know, they're different style pitching completely, but they're both, they both were Hall of Famers in their first three years. You knew as long as they stayed healthy, they were going in. Great pitchers. Yeah.
1: Okay. Last question.
0: Wait, who's 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 got the hot wife?
1: Uh, Did you say
0: Madison was married to like Kate Upton or no, somebody? wrong picture. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Okay, cool. <laughs>
1: sorry. Um, What's the most fun for each of us about Gen X Talks? I think Gen Z Kid wrote that. <laughs> I think he wants to know. <laughs>
0: he just wants to remind us that some of it's fun. Think about it, parents. You go first.
1: Um, I'm thinking. Okay. So you might have to go first.
0: Well, I'm, mine's easy. The, the live streams where I get to talk to people in person, I like that. I like being able to, they say stuff in the comment section, and then I reply to it, and then they say more stuff, and I reply. It's a conversation. Um, I feel like I'm sitting around a campfire. I like that part.
1: Um, I think it's the emails that I get from, from followers and fans um, I love reading them and then being able to answer back. I I enjoy that a lot. You know how much I hate being on live streams. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, don't. That's just not my thing. But to be behind the scenes and and answer people and and go back and forth with emailing. That's that's a lot of fun with me. And just seeing that I'm like can step away and watch you and Gen Z kid banter and go back and forth and yes you get mad you get so mad but I think deep down inside you really do enjoy it and he enjoys it too and I think you when I see you guys uh, kicking back and forth different ideas or just talking about different people I think that's really cool to see that happen I think that's really
0: fun that's a fair question of what do we like I can tell you what I don't like I mean in, in a serious note what's that the emails that I get where people are struggling.
1: Yeah, that's horrible. I get
0: a lot of emails. I've shared a few of them with you that I get an email where someone's like, you know, my marriage is crumbling. I'm losing my kids. Or someone says, uh, got an email one time from a guy who said he just lost his job and he cashed his paycheck and he was on his way home. And he goes, I was already behind this paycheck was not going to cover my bills. And now I don't even have a job and I have to go tell my wife and kids.
1: Ugh, that's horrible. And,
0: they're waiting for me to talk them off the ledge. Yeah. And how many times have I written them back real quick and given them my phone number and called them and said, "Listen, buddy, hold on now." And I'm telling you, I don't, I don't get those all the time. I probably get, I bet two or three a month. But when I get those, they really are hard to deal with because I'm not a trained psychologist right. or psychiatrist. I'm just a nuts and bolts guy.
1: Right. You know, since. Uh It was, you know, it was a hard lesson to learn going through cancer. Like, you know, that's for another time. But I realized then that there was a saying somebody told me, and I think it's a book somewhere, that everybody's got something going on. Like, we have to realize that there is no perfect life out there. There isn't. No. And we all go through seasons and storms, whatever you want to call it. And that's when we all have to just support each other and get each other through it but everybody's going through something right now as you're listening to this podcast you might not know that person but there is somebody out there that's that's just having a really shitty day or they got really shitty news or something and we just got to realize that we're all in this together there's no perfect life no there's there's no amount of money that can make a perfect life even even bill gates has bad days i mean we have to realize that we just don't hear about it for everything, you know, or anything, but.
0: but that's a tough thing to do. What if you're, like you said, how many people, okay, whether you're driving in your car right now, or maybe you're sitting there at work or you're at home just in taking a break for a minute, listening to this, how many people have you encountered this week? 10, 30? How many of them? I promise you at least one of them is having a very tough time in life. And not only can you not tell and you don't know, you can't just walk up and ask everybody, right? And if you're the person, what if you're the what if the other end of the scale is you? What if you're the person who's having a really bad day? How do you share that with someone without being vulnerable, without worrying that they're gonna make fun of you or without worry how many people say, hey, I'm really having a hard time. And they say, well, guess you shouldn't have made those choices. Guess you shouldn't have screwed that up. You won't do that again, will you? That is not what people want to hear.
1: No. And those people can't say that with truth because they've been there. I mean, it's
0: tough. You know, you talk yeah. about people passing you by every day that have trouble. They're too chicken to say anything. You have no way to ask. So what? We all just ignore each other and go down the road together? That's tough.
1: Hey, have you ever looked at a homeless person and went, you know what? They probably are living their best life. Have you ever thought of that? I mean, think about it. They have no bills. They have no house to take care of. (laughs) I mean, sometimes you're so, like things are so bad and you look and go you know what maybe it's not so bad or
0: i've thought about that angle of things i don't think i want to be homeless but i get what you're saying they don't have any responsibility
1: no and there's just they're just living life i mean it just i wouldn't want to either i have a homeless question what's that
0: how can we never see a homeless asian guy (laughs) <laughs> Are they just that smart? Are Asians just so fucking cool that they 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 never hit that low level? There's no, I've never seen a homeless they're Asian guy. They're hard
1: workers.
0: That maybe that's it. Because I'm just telling you, I've never seen a homeless Asian guy. Maybe they're just culturally, they figured their shit out. Like, yeah, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Here's another one, a meme I got to post today on Twitter I found from uh, Discord, from the Kids Gen X Talks Discord server. What's that? It's a picture of, uh, of, of camping. and had two tents and a little fireplace and some yeah. chairs and a family sitting around it. And the title said, white people, the only race that spends thousands of dollars so they can pretend they're homeless for a weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that is so sad. That is so That's sad. That's still funny. All right. Well, everyone, um, Gen X dad and I went with this podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. We I dug through a Gen Z C, Gen Z kids paperwork. I can't even get that out of my Gen mouth. Gen Z
0: Z C K C Z, Z.
1: And found his notes. I don't know if he's going to be happy or sad when he's done. But I had don't know if he has plans for his He's going to do
0: that. You know, he's going to come in. He's going to listen. He goes, I can't believe you posted that shit without me. That was horrible. What were you two thinking? I know. He's. You gonna- guys didn't say anything. You guys had no meaning. <laughs> no message we didn't (laughs) no i
1: found this in his notes so um yeah well (laughs) sorry there kid but i stole it
0: next time don't be an asshole and don't leave us to do this don't he left a sticky note said could you guys do a podcast uh
1: yeah (laughs) we both looked at each other like
0: all right what are we gonna talk
1: about (laughs) we'll do
0: a damn podcast (laughs)
1: so so we did so um it was just a mix Match of questions and thoughts that were running through our heads, and oh. we hope you enjoyed it. Oh no, Gen X dad, has no, something.
0: you know what we could call this. In the industry, this would be what's called a filler podcast. I was going to say
1: that, a filler podcast. It's <laughs> a
0: filler podcast. Thanks for listening. We it don't know if you guys
1: like to hear us banter back and forth or they answer don't. questions. or. You know we what? are just regular okay. middle class moms me, and dads. Let
0: me tell you how I know things are going to be fucked up when they listen. Okay, On our recording, we're 44 minutes in. All right, <laughs> That's everyone, a drive home. Everyone listening, they're like 20 minutes in because they kept skipping forward to the good part and just never got there. That
1: probably, <laughs> they yeah, to the for, end, <laughs> till we say a goodbye. Minute. Yeah,
0: listen for a minute, skip ahead. Listen for a minute, oh skip gosh. ahead. We're
1: really sorry. <laughs> we apologize. Gonna, we
0: should have apologized before we started too.
1: I, I think we should have. We should have <laughs> said that. <laughs> Do this you ever is, wonder what a Gen X thinks? We, we are sorry. We're sorry. For whatever comes after this. We
0: should comment. have called it the apology podcast. <laughs> This is the apology podcast. Welcome to it. <laughs>
1: Gen Z kid's gonna look at this to edit and go. Oh my!
0: God. I got an email the other day from someone who went back and started listening. New, t- they just found our channel. They just started watching and listening, and they went back and started listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. They were so excited, and they got to the one called the. It was like the rainy day podcast, and it's and Gen Z kid goes, you can't listen to this until it's raining.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: I got this email, this long, wonderful email at the very end. It goes, P.S. I'm still driving around trying to find some fucking rain (laughs) so I can listen to that one. I had to skip over it. i can't listen to it yet i got it on pause he's smart. as soon directions. as it rains i'm gonna listen he's not gen x
1: though because gen x we always broke the rule said, fuck
0: it i'm listening and tell me what to do
1: exactly well anyways we're uh, say goodbye we're gonna say goodbye now and go on with our day and leave this in gen Z kids mailbox <laughs>
0: I want you you to just
1: email it to him and go, here's your podcast. Here's your
0: podcast, (laughs) tough guy. Edit this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gen X Jad. I'm I'm Gen X Mom, and thanks for spending some time with the two of us just shooting the shit across the table here. That's Um, all we're doing. Thanks again for listening.
0: Everybody, we gotta go. So this was a podcast that really didn't say anything, didn't mean anything. We didn't have anything on board at all. It was just some questions from what the kid found uh, from you guys, a couple of them from you guys asking stuff on uh, the different platforms. So we hope it worked out. The music's coming up right now. And I want to let you guys know we are a week behind in our podcast. So we'll try to get this one out today, um, which is a Monday, which means we'll try to do another one before Thursday to get back on track. But thank you guys for tolerating us. We do have a busy schedule and it is hard to get things out so for all of you taking time wasting time across the planet whether you're listening on am fm or anywhere on the armed service radio network i promise you from everyone at gen x talks we'll catch you guys on the flip side